Chapter 14 Norbert the Norwegian Rigback Quarrel Whoever Whoever Must have been braver than they thought In the weeks that followed He did seem to be cutting More shepherd and spillywally But it didn't look as though He had cracked it yet Every time they passed the third floor corridor, Harry, Ron, and Hermione would press their lugs to the door. Their lugs? Their lugs. Lugs? <laughs> That's such a weird word. Okay. To the door to check that Fluffy was still growling inside. Snipe was strutting about in his usual cupboard of temper, which surely meant that the stein was already safe. Whenever Harry passed Quirrell these days, he gave him an encouraging sort of smile, and Ron had started telling folk off for laughing at Quirrell's stutter. Hermione, who never had more on her mind than the philosopher's stand, she had started drawing up study schedules and colour coding all her notes. Harry and Ron were none, had demanded, but she kept it nagging them to do the same. Hermione, the exams are ages away. Ten weeks, Hermione snatched. That's not ages. That's like a second tough Nicholas Flamel. But we're not six hundred year old. Ron, whoa, that was a weird way. Ron minded her. Anyway, what are you studying for? You're already kin at all. What am I studying for? Are you great? You can, we have to pass these exams to get into the second year. They're awfully important. I should have started studying a month ago. I didn't ha- ken what's going to unto me. Unfortunately, the dominies seemed to be in thinking along the same lines as Hermione. They happened to some little homework on them that the pace holidays when a sneer as muckle fun as an old girl. That was a sentence. It was hard to relax with Hermione next to you reciting in the twelve uses of dragon's blood or practicing wand movements. Graining gaunting, Harry and Ron spent most of their free time in the library with her, trying to get through all their extra work. I'll never mind all this, Ron burst out on afternoon, flinging down his quill and looking dreamily out of the library window. It was the first right fine day they'd had in months. The lift was a clear money of floors blue and there was a feeling in the air of summer coming. Harry was looking up Dinton Dittany and all and on thousand magical herbs and fungi. Didn't kick it up until he heard Ron say, Hagrid, what are you doing in the library? Hagrid shot interview, hiding something out to hint his back. He looked awfully out of place in his more dry-skinned overcoat. I'm just looking, kin, he said, in a shifty voice that got their interest at once. And what are you lot up to? He looked suddenly suspicious. You're not still looking for Mickey's family, are you? Oh, we found out about him ages ago, said Ron, godless-like. And we can what the dogs garden is a philosopher's Whoosh! Whoosh! Hagrid looked around quickly to see if anybody was listening. Didn't get Ryan and greeting, but what's the matter with you? There's a ween thing, things we wanted to inspire you, said Harry, about what's guarding the stone apart from a fuff. Shwished! 
That's literally how it's spelled. <laughs> Said Hagrid again. Listen, come and see me after. Um, no promising I'll tell you anything, mind. But dinner go having it on about it in here. Students aren't supposed to know keen. They'll think you told you. See after then, said Harry. Hagrid slammed away. What was he hiding out his back, said Hermione. Thoughtful like. Do you think it had anything to do with the stone? I'm gonna see what section he was in, said Ron. What was scuttered with Warkin. He came back a minute after we had a pile of books in his arms and what in them doing in the table. Dragons, he whispered. Hagrid was looking up stuff about dragons. Look at all this. Dragon species of Great Britain and Ireland for Egg to Inferno, a Dragon's Keeper's Guide. Hagrid's always wanted a dragon. He told me about it in the first time I ever met him, said Harry. But it is, it's against the laws, said Ron. Dragon breeding was outlawed in the Warlocks Convention in 1709. Everybody kins that. It's hard to stop muggles from noticing us if we're keeping dragons in the back garden. Anyway, you couldn't tame dragons, it's dangerous. You should see the burn Charlie got off with wands in Romania. But there aren't only wild dragons in Britain, said Harry. Of course there are, said Ron. Come on, Welsh Green and Hardeman Blakes. The Ministry of Magic has a job keeping the whole thing wish it. I can tell you. Or a kind hard to keep pitting cantrips and muggles that have spotted them to make them forget. So what on earth Hagrid up to, said Hermione. When they trapped the door on the Grimkeeper's bothy an hour later, they were surprised to see that all the curtains were closed. Hagrid called, what is it? Before he let them in, bin, and then shut the door quick to hint them. It was smothering hot inside. Even though it was a warm day, there was a blazing flower in the grate. Hagrid made them tea and offered them foot pieces, which they all refused. Say, you wanted to spire me about something? Aye, said Harry. There was no point fostering about. We were wondering if you could tell us what's guarding the philosopher's stone apart from Fluffy. Hagrid phoned at them. Ugh, course in a He said, num num I don't know myself, never tell. Ya can all a muckle already, so I wanna tell ya even if you could. The stone's here for a good reason. It was almost stolen out of Gringotts. Now don't you've worked that out now. You've no idea who ya even can about Fluffy. Oh, come on, Hagrid. You maybe don't want to tell us, but you don't can. You can off anything that's going on around here, said Money in a warm, flattering voice. I did not do that flattering at all. Hagrid's beard twitched and they could tell you he was smiling. We only wanted what had done the garden, Hermione carried on. We wanted what Dumbledore Hanks had trusted enough to help him apart for yet. Hagrid's chest swelled as their list would. Harry and Ron beamed at Hermione. Well, uh, suppose it'll not hurt to tell you that. Let's see. I gave in a little fluffy. Then some of the dominies did 
enchantment, Professor Sprout, Professor Flitwick, Professor McGonagall. He counted them off on his fingers, Professor Quirrell. And Debbie Dex himself did something, of course. Hang on. I've forgotten somebody. Oi, Professor Snipe. Snipe? Hey, uh, we're not still on that, are you? Look, Snipe helped to help to build the stone. He's not about to puckle it. Harry Kent, Ron, and Hermione were thinking the same as he was. If Snipe had been in on building the stone, it must have been easy to find out who the other dominies had guarded it. He probably can't offer anything apart from it seemed Quirrell's cantrip and who to get past Fluffy. You're the only one well, kins who to get past Fluffy, are you not? Hagrid said Harry anxiously. And you wouldn't tell anybody, would you? Not even on the dummies. No, a soul kins apart from me and Debbie Dykes, said Hagrid proudly. Well, that's something, Harry whispered to the others. Hagrid, can you have a window open? I'm bawling. Kinda, Harry. Sorry, said Hagrid. Harry noticed him glist at the fire. Harry kicked at it in awe. Hagrid, what's that? But he already kent it what it was. Right in the heart of the fire, or below the kettle, was a muckle buckluck. Black egg. Ah, said Hagrid, fidgeting nervously with his beard. That's a... Where did you get it, Hagrid? Said Ron, hungering over the fire to get a closer look at the egg. It must have cost you a fortune. Won it, said Hagrid. Last night, I was down in the corner, having a few drinks, and got into a game of cards with a stranger. Think we was gone glad to get rid of it, to be honest. But what are you gonna do to do when it is when it's hatched? said Hermione. Well, I've been doing some reading, said Hagrid, pulling a muckle bulk bulk far below his pillow. Got this out of the library. Dragon breeding for pleasure and profit. It's a bit too old to date, Ken, but it's all in here. I have to keep the egg in the fire because their mothers breathe on them, see? And when it hatches, feed it on a bucket of brandy fixed with chicken blood every half an hour. And see here who to recognize different eggs, which I've I've got there is a Norwegian hedgeback. The ons is rare. He looked awfully pleased with the stump, but Hermione didn't. Hagrid, you're buying in a wooden house, she said. But Hagrid wasn't listening. He was humming blithely as he stoked the fire. So now they had something else to worry about. What might happen to Hagrid if anybody found out about the hiding an illegal dragon in his body? Wonder what he's like to have a peaceful life. <laughs> They're 11 years old and he's saying that's funny. Ron screeched as evening after. Or evening, they scorched through all the extra homework they were getting. Hermione had no started making study schedules for Ron and Hermione, Harry and Ron. To, it was driving them out of their my heads. Then on breakfast time, Hedwig brought Harry another note for Hagrid. He'd scribbled all to- towards his hatching. Ron wanted to joke Cabology and gain straight down. To the bothy. Hermione didn't want to hear about it. Hermione, how many times are we in our lives are we going to see a dragon hatching? We've got lessons. We've got into trouble. And that's nothing to what Hagrid's going to get when somebody finds out about what it's doing. Whoosh! Harry whispered. Ah, there's so many words. 
Malfoy was only a few feet away, and he had stopped dead to listen. What muckle had he heard? Harry didn't like the look of Malfoy's face at all. Ron Hermione argued all the way to Herbology, and at the end, Hermione agreed to ring down to Hagrid's with the other tool during the morning break. When the bell sorted for the castle at the end of the class, the three of them dropped their tools at once and mashed through the groans to the edge of the forest. Hagrid welcomed them, looking flushed and excited. It's nearly out, he ushered them from the boffy. Sorry, my phone fell, which is in my microphone. Um, the egg was lying on the table. There were deep cracks in it. Something was flitting about inside, and Uncle Clicky Noise was coming for it. They all drew their chairs up to the table and watched, holding their breaths. All at once, there was a scratching noise, and the egg ripped open. The bunny dragoon plopped onto the table. It wasn't Bonnie. Harry thought it looked like a crumpled black umbrella. Its spiny wings were muckle compared to its skillamalaki jet body. It had a long snoot with wide neb holes, the stubs of horns and bulging orange een. It sneezed. A weed sparks came flying over the snouts. It's he an old pony, Hagrid mumbled. He racked out and hand to clap the dragon's head, snatched his fingers, showing pointed fangs. Bless him, look, he knows his mother already, said Hagrid. Hagrid, said Hermione. How fast a Norwegian ribbage were exactly? Hagrid was about to answer when the color suddenly spied for his face. He loped to his feet and ran to the window. What's the matter? Somebody was kicking through the scope of the curtain. It's a barn. He's running back up to the school. Harry bolted to the door and looked out. Even at the distance, there was no mistake in him. Malfoy had seen the dragon. Something about the smile creeping about on Malfoy's face during the next week made Harry, Ryan, and Hermione awfully nervous. They spent most of their free time on Hagrid's darkened booth, Bothy, trying to reason with him. Just let him get away, Harry urged. Lose him into the wild. I cannot do that, said Hagrid. He's only small. He'd die. They looked at the dragon. It had growled three times at length in just a week. It growed three times in like just a week. Reeked kept it pouring out of its neb holes. Hagrid hadn't been down his gamekeeping duties because the dragons was keeping them so busy. There were two brandy bottles and chicken photos all over the floor. I've decided to call him Norbert, said Hagrid, looking at the dragon with misty eye. He really king- kings me no. Watch, Norbert, Norbert, where's your mother? He's all away with the fairies, Ron whispered in Harry's leg. Hagrid, said Harry lewdly, another two weeks and Norbert's gonna be as long as your house. Malfoy could dra- clap to double yikes at only minute. Hagrid shot his lip. And can and canna keep him forever, but I cannot just fling him out to canna. Harry suddenly turned to Tehran. Charlie, he said. Harry, you're not away with the fairies as well, are you? said Ron. I'm Ron, mind. No, Charlie, your brother. Charlie, in Romania, studying dragons. You, We could send Norba to him. Charlie can take care of him and then put him back in the wild. 
Broad idea, said Ron. What about it, Hagrid? And in the end, Hagrid agreed that they could send Ahulet to Charlie to spy on him. The following week dragged by. Wednesday night found Hermione and Harry sitting alone in the coming room long after anybody else was away to the beds. The knock on the wall had just chimed midnight when the portrait hole bushed open. Ron appeared out of nowhere and the poured off Harry's invisibility cloak. He had been Donna Hagrid's bothy, helping him feed Norbert what was no eating dried rats by the burrow load. It bit me, he said, showing them his hond, his hond, not hond, there's no D, hond, which was wrapped in a bloody handkerchief. I'm not going to be able to hond, hod a quill for a week. I tell you, that dragon's the most ugsome animal I've ever met. But the way Hagrid gowns on about it, we'd think it was a fluff, it was fluffy with lean bunny rabbit. When it bit me, he telted me off for flagging it, and when I left, he was chatting on the lullaby tat. There was a chap at the dark window. It's Hagrid, said Harry, hurrying to let her in. She'll have Her- Charlie's answer. The three of them put their heads together to read the note. Dear Ron, how are you doing? Thanks for the letter. I'd be glad to take the Norwegian raid back, but it wouldn't be easy getting him here. I think the best thing will be... To send him over with some friends of mine, and they are come to visit me next week. Trouble is, they cannot be seen carrying an illegal dragon. Could you get the rig back on the Hollis Tower at the midnight on Saturday? They can meet you there and take him away while it's still dark. Send me an answer as soon as you can. Love, Charlie. They looked at one another. We've got the invisibility cloak, said Harry. It shouldn't be awfully difficult. I think the cloak's muckle enough to cover... Two of us in Norbert. It was a mark of who bad the least week had been that the other two agreed with him. Anything to get rid of Norbert and Malfoy. But it wasn't that easy. But the next morning, Ron's bitten Han had swollen to twice its usual size. He didn't ken whether it was safe to go to the Madame Pomfrey. Would she ken it was the dragon bite? By the afternoon, though, he had no choice. The cut had turned a muggy shade of green. It looked as if Norbert's fangs were poisonous. Harry and Hermione rushed up to the hospital laying at the end of the day to find Ron in an awfully search in bed. It's not just Mahan, he whispered. Although that feels like it's about to fall off. Malfoy told Madame Pomfrey he wanted a Lena one on my books so he could come and hand a good watch. Okay. Malfoy told Madame Pomfrey who wanted a Elena Wano my books so he could come and have a good laugh at me. He kept threatening to tell her what really bit me. I'll tell her it was a dog, but I didn't think she believes me. I shouldn't have had hit him in the bosom ball, Matt. That's why he's doing this. Harry and Hermione tried to calm Ron down. It'll all be over at midnight on Saturday, said Hermione. But this didn't calm Ron down at all. On the contrary, he sat bolt upright and broke into a sweat. Midnight on Saturday, he said in a hoarse voice. Oh no, oh no, it's just mended. Charlie's letter was in that book. Malfoy's turn. He's gonna kin he getting rid of Nobert. Harry and Hermione didn't get a chance to answer. Madame Pomfrey came over the moment and made them get out. 
saying Ron needed to sleep. It's over late to change the plan, no, Harry tells Hermione. We hadn't the time to send Charlie another hoolet, and this could be on our only chance to get rid of Nobert. We'll have to risk it, and we've got an invisibility cloak. Malfoy doesn't keen about that. They phone Fang, the both boarhound, sitting outside in the bandage tail when they go to tell Hagrid, open a window to talk to them. I'll not let you in, he said. Nobert's at a ficky state. Nothing I can't handle. When they told him about Charlie's letter, his eye filled with tears, although that might have been because Norbert was trying his leg. Arg, it's all right. He's just got me by the buffle. Buff, yeah, Buffy. Just playing. Like, he's only a Barney, and the Barney battered its tail off the wall, making the witness rattle. Harry and Hermione walked back to the castle, feeling Saturday couldn't come quick enough. They would have felt sorry for Hagrid when the time came for him to say farewell to Nobert if they hadn't been so worried about what they had to do. It was a gay, dark, cloudy night and they were a bitty late coming to Hagrid's brothy because they had to wait on Pinge getting out their way at the entrance hole where he'd been scuffing a tennis ball off the wall. Hagrid had Norbert packed and ready in a muckle crate. He's got plenty of rations and some brandy of the journey, said Hagrid in a muffled voice, and I've packed the teddy bear in case he feels lonely. Far inside the crate came a ruffling noise that sounded to Harry as though the teddy had just been, his head had just ripped off. Bye-bye, Norbert, Hagrid sobbed as Harry and Hermione habit the Craig with a visibility cloak and stepped underneath it themselves. You're all but Mother Hagrid will never forget you. How they managed to wrestle the Craig back up to the castle, they never can't. Midnight chopped near as they healed, hold Norbert up in the marble staircase in the entrance hall and along the dark corridors. Up another staircase, then another, and even one of Harry's shortcuts didn't make the work muckle easier. Just about there, Harry preached as they reached the corridors below the tallest tower. Then a sudden movement ahead of them made them a wish, a wah, stop the crate. Forgetting that they were already invisible, they squandered into the shadows, staring at the dark outlines of the folk wrestling with each other ten feet away, a lamp hallowed. Professor McGonagall, in a turn dressing gown and a hero net, had Malfoy by the look. Detention, she heard. And twenty points to Slytherin, stirring around in the middle of the night. Who dare ye? You don't understand, Professor. Harry Potter's coming. He's got a dragon. What total habits? Who dare ye tell six ladies? Please, come on. I'm, I'll see Professor Snipe about you, Malfoy. They stay spiral staircase up to the top of the tower seemed the easiest thing in the world after that. Not until they'd stepped out into the cold night air did they fling off the cloak, glad to be able to breathe right again. Hermione danced a sort of jig. My phone's getting detention. I'm going to sing. Oops, I made her sing already. Dinner, Harry advised her. Kicklings about, about Malfoy, they waited. Nobert walloping about in his crate. After about ten minutes... 
Four bosoms came swoo- swooning down in the darkness. Charlie's friends were in a gullous lot. They showed Harry and Hermione the harness they'd rigged up so they could suspend Norbert between them. They all helped buckle Norbert safely into it, and then Harry and Hermione shook hands with the others and thanked them awfully muckle. At least Norbert was gone. Gone. Was away. They slipped it back down on the spiral staircase. Their hearts, as light as their hands, know that Norbert was off the no more dragon. Malfoy getting detention would... What could spoil the happiness? Answer to that was waiting at the foot of the stairs. As they stepped into the corridor, Feech's face lowered suddenly out of the darkness. Well, 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 he whispered. Where, where for it? No. They left the invisibility cloak at the top of the tower. I didn't realize that Norbert was such a short chapter. I thought Norbert was so important to the story and like a huge part of it, but it was just one chapter. That's interesting.